Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, and I'm chilling here with my friend Chris B. Murray, artist extraordinaire. How you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm doing all right, man. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. pleasure. So happy you're here. I like to have people who are going to maybe shed light on other aspects of the sneaker world people get sure. caught up on being lebron or designing a shoe there's <laughs> lots of other things you can do you right. don't have to be an influencer there's many many type of roles and jobs and careers in the sneaker space what's so beautiful about chris here is he not only has great sneaker artwork but a lot of music artwork a lot of stuff that we would probably roll into the thing we call the culture stuff sure. that makes a lot of the stuff we love cool Okay, time out. Nick here. Before we get into the rest of today's episode, I wanted to ask you a favor. We're looking for sponsors for the podcast, and I thought, who better to ask than the listeners that support us already? If you're like me, you probably listen to a lot of podcasts, and you know exactly who the sponsors are that you like, and definitely those that you don't. If that sounds like you, send us an email to podcast at sneakerhistory.com with some of the brands that you would like to hear sponsor the Sneaker History Podcast. It would really help us out, and it will save you from hearing about skinny tees or industrial cleaning supplies or other weird stuff like that that doesn't make any sense. All right, enough of the business. Let's get back to the show. So, Chris, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe where you're from and where the love of sneakers came from. Sure. Um, so, originally, I'm from upstate New York, small college town right on the St. Lawrence River. Um, grew up playing basketball. You know, I don't know if it was like most kids in the 90s. I'm an 80s baby. The love 90s culture, everything about the 90s. Uh, grew up loving basketball, loving hip-hop music, comic books, you know, all those, the, the trifecta, I guess you could say. Um, and then, uh, you know, went to went to college for art, studied illustration, fine art, um, and then moved to Philly. And I've been in Philly since 2008, I believe. So, um, what is that, 12, 15 years? My math is terrible. But, uh, yeah, it's just... You know, I've been doing art full time for the last 10 or so years. Um, and, you know, that's just uh, that's my passion. What was your day job before you took the plunge into doing it for yourself full time? Oh, man, I had so many. I had so many. Um, I think the one I worked for, I worked for an art shop, a framing shop. Um, I was an ice I was an ice cream delivery guy for a day. Uh, a lot of, a lot of wild shit, man. Just so many jobs that are forgettable, 
but 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 it's funny. I look back on those jobs, and I and I guess I took a piece from each one of those. You know, regardless on how terrible that job was, I I, I usually took something from each one of those. You know, occupations or positions or whatever you want to call it. But um, that's great. I mean, yeah. shitty jobs suck, but yeah. what's great is that you can you can be an example of getting caught in the weeds and maybe getting bogged down by it and still working those jobs or taking something from the jobs you don't like, yeah. keep it moving. And then maybe eventually with perseverance, you're working for yourself for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing. I, I mean, at every crappy job that I've ever had, it was like, I was always drawing in my head. If there was no paper available, I was always planning on the next piece I could do when I got home or back to the studio or whatever. And, you know, several times I got yelled at by my boss for drawing, doodling, jotting down ideas for the for the next piece or whatever. So the, the, the plan was always, you know, to work for myself. Um, it just uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like some people uh, either either I guess you're a risk taker or you or you don't take that risk. So that's why a lot of people stay in that dead end job or whatever you call it. And, and not to knock those people, but. I just always had a plan to just kind of do my own thing. So that was, that was always in my mind. Yeah. So doodling sneakers, are these like sneakers you like grails you don't have at the time or stuff you're rocking on foot? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I guess I, I've been drawing sneakers. Probably so what's the first sneaker you drew that like, what, what's the one that got you like, Oh, I'm going to do this shit. Like I'm going to learn. Sneaker I could draw from memory even till today. And that's actually the next piece I'm doing in my series is the Reebok question. There is something about that silhouette that just, and not even the silhouette, it's the, just the detail. And um, because I've seen the prototypes of that shoe and it's, it's God awful. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, how they refine that shoe into what it is, the blue toe and the red toe. And I think those are the first two that they released were the blue and the red. So you had two mm -hmm. options and, um, and just the shiny part on the toe and the shiny part on the back and the icy bottom, it was just, it was a work of art for me. And my friends, me and my friends used to draw those shoes every day. Um, what, yeah. That's so sick. And like the series you're talking about are, are the four seasons, right? That, that way you're working on now. Yeah. So the four seasons is, uh, well, I, I've got a series that I've been building for the, for the last couple of years since COVID hit. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called the CBM Famalam and it's basically, it's like my take on the Goonies where, which is one of my favorite movies, which is of a course. bunch of like kind of misfit characters that kind of join forces and go on adventures and do random wild shit. So this sneaker series, which is the, the four seasons, which I draw or illustrate my favorite shoe for, from each season, um, that kind of hints at the CBM family uh, world that I'm building. So yeah. Yeah. The, so question, the questions are up next in, the, in mm -hmm. that series. Yep. Yeah. Um, the cool gray uh, reason why I thought of it, what you're working on, go check Chris's page out. He's a beautiful, cool gray, like wolf, right? We all kind of as yep. associate gray with wolves and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a gorgeous illustration on that on your website. Going back to the question, you have like a B question on there it's like a, it's a red toe but mm. you use the hex light to actually you know have bees on there and it looks like it's in bees. a hive or something it's sticking yeah. on honey yeah um where do you get 
the like how do you figure out what to do around a picture or an illustration of a sneaker right anybody right. can just draw a sneaker but where do you where do you think of or where does inspiration come from like the picture like the, right. the final piece right well i think that's it um i've always tried to separate from the pack you know you see sneaker art every day you know everybody does sneaker art so the last thing i wanted to be is just another guy that draw that drew another sneaker um and you know i guess marketing is always on the forefront of of my mind so when i do a piece it's like how can i now tie in this world that i'm about to release or build or you know all of those things what better way to bring in the sneaker heads and introduce them that way what better way to bring in the hip hop heads you know because i'm a big fan of hip hop and do a lot of hip hop stuff what better way to draw um I guess introduce the goombox character with the, with the guy with the boombox on his head mm-hmm. and he's part of the family. And so what better way to bring though that, that, that sector into, into the world that I'm building. And that's just kind of how I approach it. You know, how can I tie in all these things that I love and put them in one pot or, or, or one space. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like where my head is at these days, you know? So that's where you see, you know, the, the outdoorsy, wood you know the wooded area with the 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 wolf gray 11s it's like who has ever drawn uh a a wolf foot in in an air jordan walking through the woods like he's on the prowl or something you know that's just Mm -hmm. maybe i gotta i don't know that's just how my mind works no that's a great description of it and that is like next level thinking you're not i mean you got to make a living right i mean you got to have a bigger picture if you could just draw all day and make millions of dollars from nobody, yeah. you know, like great, yeah. that'd be powerful. Yeah. That's not how the life, that's not how the world works out. Well, until you tap into this NFT world. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Right now, a yeah, little yeah. different, yeah. Um, but I can see that like that cool gray picture getting picked up around the holiday by, by, by various people and you being able to, sure. you know, monetize your beautiful work in a way that, you know, lets you yeah. still live life. Um, yeah. You've kind of alluded yeah, to like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh, well, I was just going to say, and that's kind of the plan. I, I, I guess I'm working backwards. Um, I That was the first piece I did. I probably should have done the, the fall version first and released that. I was just, I'm so hyped about that shoe coming back out because mm-hmm. I never got a chance to own that shoe. And um, yeah, that was kind of, I, I guess that's the teaser for the series is the uh, the Wolf Grey 11s. It's a gorgeous shoe. I mean, Beautiful I'm fortunate shoe, yeah. enough to have one. Um, a buddy actually hooked it up for super on the homie price. So okay. I got mine like, like two years ago. Yeah. Um, what's, I mean, so the Reebok questions and your first sneaker you can kind of draw by memory. Is mm-hmm. that like your favorite pair or do you have like, I see a lot of stuff back there. I think I see some Sakai's yep. back behind your head, some Air Maxes. Yeah. What's Chris's rotation normally? Like what kind of stuff do you like to wear? So right now, I mean, my my day is just walking dogs and then doing work for the most part. So it's it's comfort and mm-hmm. that's you see a lot of the Air Max ones and the nineties and the Sakai's. So it's basically what looks good with a pair of sweatpants and those are those that's those shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always have uh, and then and then you have the foam posits for the winter. I actually love. I just got in back into the foam posits. That was one of the first shoes I fell in love with as well. 
I think it was like the first $200 shoe that, that ever came out. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, something about wearing those in the winter I love as well. But um, yeah, right now it's just comfort, man, and uh, silhouette and comfort, and that's the the ones, the nineties, and, and phone, uh, I mean, phone pockets are comfortable. They're, yeah, they're clunky. They can be. Yeah, they can be. Once you break them in and you've worn them for a bit, they yeah. are very nice. That's the upstate yeah. New York Philly like tank <laughs> shoe. Yeah, yeah. No amount of snow can stop you wearing no, those for sure. Um, so you. We we're just talking about, you know, being being an, art, an artist for hire, right? Like being at your full time career. Just sure. checking through your web page here. You've worked with, I mean, what what brand haven't you pretty much worked with in like the sneaker realm? Almost at this point, mm-hmm. um, are you your are you your own you know your own marketer, your own publicist? Like, how do yeah. you, how do you how do you go from I'm going to draw a beautiful illustration to work to, to getting that into somebody's hands to, you know, make a living doing it. Sure. Um, for as little or as much you want to disclose about it, you don't have to go into it. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, that's a fair question. I think, uh, you know, the last couple of years, I kind of switched gears to where I'm trying to do just what I want to do and not rely so much on who's going to come to me. I, I guess I should say I let them come to me rather mm-hmm. than me kind of go after them and do the thirsty approach. Um, younger me was just sending emails, um, mailers, uh, you know, cold, cold calling, which is something I hated to do. Uh, and, uh, that was, that was younger version of me and and it didn't always pan out because I think, you know, companies can kind of smell the desperation a little bit Mm -hmm. and maybe that's not like a good approach for somebody that they want to bring on as like an ambassador of the brand. So usually for, for like right now and in, in the power of Instagram and social media, you can put something out and without your knowledge, it'll go viral. And then you can just sit back and let whatever come to you. And that's kind of been my approach for the last couple of years. It's like, I know if I draw, you know, an Air Jordan shoe or an Air Max shoe in my own way that somebody's going to see it and pick up on it. And same goes with the hip hop stuff that I do. And it's just, it just so happens to be that I love to do, to draw both of those things. You know, mm-hmm. I've been drawing hip hop covers and sneakers since I was 10 years old. So nothing's really changed. It's uh, just now I got to make a little money from it. So there's, there's a balance to it, right? Cause there's times where like, I'm sending out emailers to everybody too, trying to like write sneaker blog posts sure. for people. And it's like, yeah, it's the thirstiness. But also, like, there's a little bit of good there because you got to have sure. some. You got to show the initiative out there to be like, For sure. I want to do. I'm real about this. And on top of that, you are coming to them with something. It's not like, hey, yeah. I can draw. Yeah, maybe. Do you want to see? Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, here's literally yeah. my work. Let's maybe work together. So yeah. those kind of thirsty years allow you to grow into the point where now For sure. you can put it out into the universe and people come. For to sure. You. And let me, let me be clear. I mean, I still do send cold emails. Of you course. Know? Uh, you have to, if, if you're not introducing yourself and uh, nobody, nobody will, I guess it's, it's harder for people to find you. So mm-hmm. I will put myself out there. It's just, I guess I'm not doing it as much yeah. as I once did. Yeah. This conversation doesn't happen if I don't randomly DM yeah. you like, Hey, Chris, yeah. I like your work. Do you want to come on the show? Yeah. So 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a circle. That's <laughs> like, how it goes, man. And it literally of, is. I've been a fan of your your blog for for a while too. You know, yours is one of the uh, the sneaker blogs that I check for. You know, mostly like retro nostalgia stuff that I that that I forgot about. And you know, you post a lot of that stuff, which is inspiring for me because my biggest point was the '90s. Like that was my childhood. And uh, I think that's goes goes without saying for a lot of us, you know. I think we're all living for the '90s still in 2021. Yeah. But yeah. the '90s shit's cool now again. Like a lot of the materials and just like looks and things. Like I saw Kith is dropping a Kango hat collection on Monday. Yeah. It's like damn. Wife, like yeah, my wife just came home with a bucket hat, and I'm like, what? Are, <laughs> what are exactly. You, TLC? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, that helps. I mean, so much because sneakers, music. I mean, you put a track on your headphones and, and you listen to something with a pair of shoes on, you're teleported back to when you're 14 years old. For sure. Does that kind of stuff like, do you ever put a pair of shoes on? Like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to illustrate something. I need some, like, I need some power. I need some superpower. Like all the what time. gets you ready? Yep. All the time. I got a, um, I remember I mowed so many lawns in, was it seventh or eighth grade? Whenever the first air Pippins came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and those shoes what do they weigh? 20 pounds each. I, I was maybe 130 pounds in eighth grade and, and basketball, I played basketball. That was my first passion. So I bought those for the season. Uh, I think with the, whatever the upsell laces foot locker always threw in with every purchase, I think they came to like 170 mm-hmm. and that was the most money I've ever spent in my life at that point. And uh, I remember bringing those home and I didn't wear them for a week. I think I just smelled them and looked at them for a week. And then uh, I tried to wear them first practice and I couldn't even jump. I couldn't move. I don't know how he played in those things, but um, that's a pair that I own now that I'll bring out and just look at. And and, and it, it kind of does inspire me a little bit to draw something, but I just can't wear them. Man, so, so you're telling me two thirty and one thirty make you know can't, can't <laughs> yeah. lift the pippins up the same way? I know, man, it's crazy. That full length air mat and the, the it is the pippin one. We'll we'll yep. post a picture, but it's just like the, those are those are tank shoes. And you, the question you brought up too, that's not a light shoe no. in its own right. Nope. But there's so much flavor, like right. I mean, yeah. I think things that you draw and things that we're passionate about just so much flavor behind them either with personality or clothing yeah. or shoes, whatever it might be. There's just so much cool stuff around. So like my, my big question I've been thinking of when looking at your stuff, like, so you can do a Kendrick Lamar illustration, right? Sure. Kendrick Lamar's fantastic, you know, top 10 rapper of all time, possibly mm-hmm. also has sneaker collab. So like, do you ever think like what comes when you draw a Kendrick Lamar or any artist, like, do you think about what shoes they rock or like this, the music first, like how does, how does that start? Like how do you get the idea to, for what you're going to illustrate with terms of music? Yeah. I think when I did the Kendrick piece, obviously he's a West coast dude. So what's a West coast shoe, the Cortez, mm-hmm. you know? So, but and that's a signature shoe too. So it all works yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I've never drawn that shoe and that's one of the shoes. I think it, it's a dope shoe, but I don't think I could I could ever wear it. I don't know. Not even just me being an East Coast guy. You got to be that special to pull those off, and I can't pull those off. But um, and then I drew Big Big Punisher, rest in peace, and a pair of New Balances. And I don't think I've ever seen Big Pun wear New Balances 
But he's a, you know, he was a big guy. If anybody should have been wearing New Balance, this is probably big pun. Um, so, and old Action Bronson, when you did, he had, I mean, yeah. now he's not in New Balance now. I think he's wearing New Balance A6. again now. Yeah, he um, was wearing Asics in the piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo. That's a big man shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a big man shoe. And uh, it, I don't know. I kind of like the juxtaposition of a big guy with kind of a runner light shoe. You know, it's funny to see Bronson wearing Sakai's. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's it, – it's funny to see that. So, yeah, I don't always match up things that make sense, I guess is – the answer <laughs> you know, and you don't have to i mean wow. right it's it's up for interpretation it's it's kind of whatever you're the artist it's called yeah. art for a reason yeah um i'm just looking through here i, I want to go in art. i'm trying to like literally get the producer there's too many producers here to try to like oh, yeah. get an, an image of so like let's talk about a piece like that like do you just go through your memory banks like all right okay i know i like doom i know I like evidence yep. i know I like apollo brown like do you just like start rattling off stuff in your own brain and this pop or do you like you know is there a pre-draft like what is yeah. like the process look like for you so so those posters i mean those kind of pieces the you know the top my top 10 my top 20 are almost impossible to make because you know that was version two the one that you're looking at i did a version one a couple of years back and everybody was furious that i left off just blaze or apollo brown or even doom and um you know, it's my my 38-year-old brain, it, it's hard to kind of remember everything at one point. You know, I have to, like these days, I have to tap into things I, that I forgot about that I used to love. You know, I have to go back and do some research. So with that producer's piece, you know, there's some people on there that, that I haven't listened to in a minute, but then as I'm drawing them, it's like now I'm listening to them. So it's a way for me to to dig back up the, uh, or dig through the archives a little bit and, uh, yeah, kind of refurbish that, the, that sound. Isn't it? Wild? I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about a shoe and I was like, at this point, I may be forgetting more stuff yeah. than like, I know this like, especially in today's like internet, what's happening now world. We're always so focused on what's coming out sure. two months from now versus, maybe what we bought already five yeah. months ago and yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, I do have those or like, yeah. that did, it yeah. does exist. Um, Oh yeah. are great. Oh yeah. I forgot I have those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. it's just, it's really interesting to see how the Neptunes, right? So the Neptunes are on your V2 and mm-hmm. I can see a lot of newer kids being like how, or even, so I'm 31 yeah. people my age being like, how the fuck do you not have the Neptunes on there? Yada, yada. Yeah. yeah. And just, Neptunes equals Pharrell equals Adidas equals yeah. this, how it all comes so full circle. It's amazing. Yep. And, and, and with the Neptunes, it's like, uh, I remember when they first came out, I wasn't even a big fan back then, but there's something about some artists that regardless if you're the biggest fan, they, they, they belong in the space. So he definitely belongs on that poster, regardless if he was one of my, you know, a person or a group I was listening to at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then also I do these pieces so I can dig back, dig back through it and maybe kind of recheck it because I, I I've learned, you know, as I get older, you know, my taste grows different or, or is different from when I was 20, 15, whatever. So I, I was probably a little bit of a hater back then. So I was like, ah, fuck those guys. I don't, you know, they're mm-hmm. not New York city. They're not whatever, whatever. And now my, my taste buds have, um, 
I don't know what the word is, but developed. Bit. Yeah, developed exactly. Sure. That's super funny because like Neptune's at the time, I can see how they wouldn't be for everybody. But sure. in retrospect, and you hear what music has come out since then. Yeah. It's, uh, it's night and day once Neptune's existed and before Neptune's existed. Well, it's like when Maze and Puff Daddy came out, everyone's like, oh, fuck the shiny suit era. But now I was like, oh, bring that era back. It's almost like, you know, that's that's almost refreshing compared to some of the stuff that's out today. You know, mm -hmm. at least they were tapping into the 80s version of hip hop a little bit. I mean, it was so kind of corny and poppy, but, you know, there were some jams back then, too. So... It's corny and poppy now, just in triplets. So it, it's yeah. it's funny how it works. It's like, oh, you know, Diddy's selling out in 1997. And it's just yeah. like, well, no, he's just trying to look at Diddy now. You think he, did he, he feels sold out now? He's rich. Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> even know tripping. if you associate with him with music anymore. I don't even know. No. He just sits, walks around town, and he's just Diddy. I don't know what he does. That's that's what's so – I mean, it's funny you say that because, I mean, Jay-Z obviously is still making music. But yeah. those real powerful – late 90s let's say like the offspring sure. of you know big and Pac, they are now uber 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 million if not billionaires crazy off the stuff we were clowning them for yeah <laughs> when they were doing it right and i like to think it's like you know biggie was as raw as they come big pun as well and uh big l and you can go down the list Who's to say they wouldn't have gone poppy if they were mm -hmm. still around? I mean, everybody was kind of moving in that direction anyways. Um, you know, Jay-Z, Nas, they all kind of tapped into that that realm a little bit. And I think Biggie was before he passed as well. Um, and, and that's not even to knock that sort of thing. I remember uh, a message board, board when I was 12. I used to go on. Uh, it was like a hip-hop message board. I'm really dating myself here. And... Uh, I remember saying, oh, you know, typing, fuck those guys. They're sellouts. They're commercial. And and somebody's response was, well, if you're hearing whatever you listen to, then technically that's commercial as well. And that kind of stuck with me. It's like hmm. you wouldn't know who you listen to if they weren't, you know, in some aspect commercial. So, yeah, it's just I guess it depends how you look at that sort of thing. Pac had to start doing movies so yeah. Snoop could work with Martha Stewart. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Pac had to walk so Snoop could run. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, those people too. I mean, like, what's more? I mean, if you know anything about Snoop, Adidas and Snoop Dogg go together like, you know, right. peas and carrots. It's just like you build a brand and you market yourself, right? Like the sky's the limit. What's beautiful about what you do and what we do, mm. you get to kind of avoid specific affiliations. I think obviously – I wear a lot of Nike as a lot of Nikes back behind you. So you yeah. wear what you ever want to, but nobody ever has the right to tell you, Hey, don't draw that question. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's powerful. So it's like, yeah, sell out a little bit, but you're yeah. still ultimately doing your own thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of the thing too. It's like, I love new balance nine, nine, eights. I don't think there's a better, more comfortable shoe than that shoe for me. At least I have mm -hmm. a very thin foot and Nikes don't always work well with my thin foot. So and I think there's that's such a great fall sneakers, the 998 or, or the 997. So, and, and that's actually one of the sneakers I'm drawing in the Four Seasons series. Um, mm -hmm. And also with the marketing aspect, that's also how I say, hey, New Balance, I like what you're doing. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I try to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, uh, I kind of I spread it around if I can.
it's super funny how you now you'll say I have a thin foot, but like taste buds evolving, right? When you were younger, I have a flat foot. I'd wear yeah. stuff purposely that was not comfortable because it yeah. was heat or because yeah. I felt cool wearing yeah. it. Now it's like, oh, I got to actually like move in these. Yeah. So I know because plantar fasciitis is real, man. It is, is very real. real. Yep. I mean, they, I mean, that's, I mean, nine, nine, eights, air maxes. I mean, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is going to keep your feet right. I mean, you said you're married. Like, do you ever on, what are you going to pull on date night? It was like, Hey, let's go put something on pre COVID or maybe two years from now. Yeah. What's like, what's a banger. You're saying like, I'm going to pull these out really quick. I think it, it, it depends on the weather, the weather. Um, if it's, if it's cold, if it's raining, um, it's a nice day. A, yeah. On a nice day, a nice night. You know, I have a pair of the wheat Jordan fours, which is like a dress shoe. And that mm -hmm. is the, it's a beautiful shoe. It's a very uncomfortable shoe to get on and get off. Mm -hmm. I call them my heels, you know, for day night, <laughs> yeah. uh, daddy's got to put his heels on and, uh, that's one of the shoes. And usually it's like a Jordan one. Cause that's kind of like a dress shoe in its own way. Um, it yeah, is. Jordan ones or, uh, air force ones, air force one lows. Those, uh, fours you're talking about, they have like the actual leather laces on them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, Man, or they are... came with a pair that's just normal, but it's still wheat colored. And that's what those I are have so been. hard to move. I, I know I held them. They're heavy. That's like the heaviest Jordan four ever made, yep. but Man, it's a good look. We just did a whole episode of premiums. Yep. yep. Um, oh, God, I love that shoe. So, I mean, that kind of covers a lot. Of, so we got some sneaker news. We got some art news. Just, I just want to do the last plug of, make sure you go check out Chris's website. It says chrisbmurray.com with an A-Y. And there's a store there. You can go cop some stuff. You just dropped some merch, right? Or you're, pre, or you're about to drop some merch? Uh, I'm pre-ordering. Uh, I did a kind of a woo- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of mashup that was a, a, a kind of like a hot item a couple of years ago. And I'm just starting to tap into the merch side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a producer shirt that I just put out. Um, and, you know, we're get, we're approaching winter cold season. So I'm doing crew necks and, and hoodies and uh, just kind of feeling out that market a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I got a, a crew neck uh, that's that's. I'm taking pre-orders right now and uh, more on the way pretty soon. Yeah. That's a smart move, man. Cause I mean, you brought up comic book shoes and music in the beginning, but like yeah. people between our ages, fuck you put Ninja Turtles and Wu-Tang on something. <laughs> That's, I know. It's a I, sell. I, I'm, also, I'm almost hoping uh, it doesn't get too uh, widespread to where I'm on their radar now. And they ask, you know, I get that oh, yeah. this letter, which I've gotten recently. Um, and, 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 and my, my response to that is I, I never want to do anything to tarnish, you know, the people that I'm drawing or anything that I'm making. That's just from my own stance. It's an homage to everything that I love, everything that I grew up loving. I, uh, Wu-Tang 36 Chambers was one of the first albums I've ever heard. And I can remember what I was eating when I, when I heard that album, I remember where I was sitting. So if anything, that's just like, Hey, you know, you guys, you know, you hold the throne as far as I, I'm concerned with hip hop. And then Ninja Turtles, of course, it was X-Men and Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. You can't, you know, there's there was nothing else. Um, so those two together, you know, ice cream and pie, it's, 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 a, it's a perfect marriage. It truly is. I mean, I'm just thinking about I have a picture or somebody drew of like a Air Jordan 1 on the other side of the screen right now. And it's just like... Yeah. 
artistic representation, man. Get off my ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Leave me alone. It is. I mean, uh, that's that's a whole other topic someday. But yeah. um, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Sure. Um, wh- what's your social handle? Where, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, pretty much everything's Chris B. Murray at Chris B. Murray, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook is CBM artworks. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you, I have a link to my store and my website and my Instagram. So that's we definitely pretty much will. Where I, yeah, that's where I hang out. So find me there. Yeah. It's magical when you don't have to fight for a handle. It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, my name is the handle. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that was easy. (laughs) Well, listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much for listening through another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And if not, make sure you drop a review on like Apple Music or whatever Spotify you're using. We really appreciate it. Peace, everybody. Have a good day. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.